Welcome to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Your host, Jesse Jameson, has a real treat for you. You are about to hear a great story. And if Jesse brings his A-game, some good commentary too. And later on, we'll let you know how you can join Jesse as a guest. Now, without further ado, here's Jesse. Welcome back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Today's friend is Dee from Chicago. And the title of Dee's story is, I thought I saw a UFO. Yeah, I bet you did, Dee. Were you drinking that day, girl? What happened? And thank you for coming on the show. That could have been the case. That could have been the case. You know, I, I kind of think maybe. But, you know, UFOs are interesting, obviously. And they've been all in the news lately. That's all you hear about um, uh, with uh, uh, the new conversations where all of a sudden uh, you find the government willing to talk about this when uh, when you look at it from decades back, this was something that they never did talk about. And so I was curious to find out a little bit about, um, you know, UFOs and, and when those sightings first started. So uh, I did a little bit of research and found out that the first, very first UFO sighting um, here in the U.S., was back in 1947 um, with this guy named Kenneth um, Arnold. And apparently, you know, he was looking up in the sky and he saw these nine high speed objects that were up there all lined up and flying all and they were saucer type, uh, saucer type of, of uh, shapes. And um, so that, and that was in Mount Rainier, uh, Washington. So that was like the first sighting of uh, 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 UFOs in the sky here in the U.S. So I guess I'm not the only one that thought I saw a UFO. If he saw nine, then I guess it was okay for me to think that I saw one right? so, in my story. I'm so glad that you saw one. You and I have something in common. I called the radio station a couple, <laughs> year, a couple years back because uh-huh. I saw a UFO, and it was so big that the radio station started talking about it. And so did the news. But what mm-hmm. we found out, because I called and I said, hey, I'm looking up at the night sky right now because it was still a little light out. And I go, me and my neighbors, I was at my apartment complex. I go, we're looking at what looks like a second moon, but it's not the moon because I see the moon over here. I, I literally talked to the radio guys into looking out the window up, you know, at this thing I was seeing. And it it made the news later that night because apparently dozens of people had started calling the radio stations and they they said it was a weather balloon. And and we all know they always say it's a weather balloon. I'm telling you, Dee, it was a second moon and it was there ready to attack us. Am I crazy? Oh, no. I I don't think you're crazy because, you know, I had an experience. I, I I was in, I remember I was in Chicago and it was uh, it was late in the evening, probably about 10 or 11 o'clock. And I had went outside and I, I don't remember, you know, there could have been a glass of wine or something involved. I'm not really sure, but, you know, it wasn't more than that. So I knew I wasn't that toasted or, you know, anything. So I'm looking up in the sky and I see this like this light just going across the sky. Just Wait a minute, D, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, just in case the listeners are just joining us, you only had one bottle of wine. Only one. W- one glass. One glass. <laughs> Don't give me a bottle. Don't give me a bottle. It was a glass. It was a okay. glass. All right. Gee, yeah, no, it was a glass. It was some good wine too. Probably a cab or something. I don't know. Right. But anyway, so 
I'm I'm looking up and there's this light just going across back and forth and I and I close my eyes because I'm thinking this is crazy. What is this? So I close my eyes and then I opened them again. And when I opened them again, I didn't see anything right away. And then all of a sudden, again, it was going back and forth, back and forth. And just like you, I kind of knew something was just really weird. And I do remember at that time going back and trying to do some research to see if there was anything going on in the sky. Cause you know how the astronomers and and, and all the newspapers generally, they always have all these things they put out about the full moon or about, you know, this or that, uh, you know, whatever we're in. And, and so I didn't see any of that. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then later I did, he I did hear that other people were having some sightings of this same thing, but it was still unexplained as far as what it was. And how long ago was this? What year are we talking this was at least 15 years ago. So, about, so, so early, early, early 2000s, right? Yeah, this was like early 2000s. And, 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 so. and now and let me ask you a question because I've never seen one of these, but I've heard that there's little bugs that light up, right? And sometimes people throw them in jars. There's no chance you were just maybe seeing some of those bugs that light up like little light bulbs. And then those they- are lightning bugs. <laughs> there's no chance you saw a lightning bug, D. Those were not, no, I haven't seen those. And, and, and it's funny because I remember as when I was a young girl, a little girl, many, many years ago, uh, I used to see lightning bugs uh, in Chicago. They had lightning bugs that were there, but that's been so many years ago. And I think because uh, we started building so much and there's so much light that you don't see them, you know, like you used to, because normally in dark places, you used to see them all the time. I still see them when you go like way out to the country or something like that. So you and I may have, we, so you and I, you and I may have seen a UFO. It sounds like it made it in the news from a standpoint of the news said, Hey, some people saw some stuff in the sky. Right, People so, saw it. Right. But, but here's the thing though. We don't know that we saw a UFO, right? We think we may have, but here's the thing. What if you and I had a friend that was a bona fide alien? Wouldn't, <laughs> would, wouldn't, wouldn't this friend have to get here via a UFO? Because, exactly. because you and I both have a friend that we'll just call Kristen. There's at least a chance that she's from another planet. No? No? Oh, you no, don't want to. You don't want to talk. Not, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Kristen. Kristen, Kristen is a good friend of the Jesse Jameson and Friends show, and we would never call her an alien. So, Kristen, D apologizes for calling you an alien. I know, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen said, "Are you really going to do that show?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see this alien, or, or you see this craft. Did you feel like you were seeing something really beautiful? Like what colors was it? Or did you feel like you were seeing something that really scared you? And did it take your mind into areas that maybe you don't normally go? Well, I remember when I first, because I, I really was mesmerized and I couldn't stop staring. That's why I knew it was something weird. It wasn't like, oh, you just look up and a star fell or something like that. Um, this was something that I couldn't stop staring at. I kept looking up and then when I look up and I saw it going, you know, across just like back and forth, like across the sky up there. And what really scared me was that it actually looked saucery. You know how they have those saucers? And I'm like, that's what was so weird about it. It was looking saucery. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I kept staring 
And like I told you, I stopped and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just imagining stuff. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know wine could be that strong with one glass, but you know. <laughs> and so I was like, maybe I'm imagining this. And then I looked back, you know, waited a while, looked back again, again, and didn't see anything right away. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was just going back and forth again. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. I was like, this looks like a UFO. Now, Dee, I want you to imagine something for me for fun. Picture there's two boys about 10 and 11 years old, right? Uh-huh. And, and they're in one of the boys' backyards, right? And they're trying to look through the fence at, at the neighbor's backyard. And the one boy says to the other, that's my neighbor, D. Let's see if we can fool her and all of a sudden they throw their little jet airplane into the air and, and with remote control what are these things these drones it was just a drone and it was your neighbor boys poking fun at you is there a chance that it, it could just be that well if we were talking like in the year 20 you know 20 2019 2018 maybe within that frame of time i'd say Absolutely, I'd be more questionable because I know there's so many drones out there. But in going back uh, to like the early 2000s, I don't know if I'd say that because if there were drones, they weren't that prevalent, you know, other than to, um, you know, you'd have to have some access to high technology at that point to be able to have access more unlikely to a drone, not like today you and I could both go get a drone and fool everybody. So I don't know if I really, I don't think it was a drone um, because it also seemed too far away to be a drone. It wasn't, you know, it was like way. Okay, so it wasn't the alcohol and it wasn't a yeah. drone. You were relatively yeah. sober. Here's, sober. Here's the interesting thing. You know, you weren't alone because when you checked out the news later that day, other mm -hmm. people had seen it. Do you remember what color the light was? The light was white, but then it seemed like other colors were like below it. And that's why at first I'm like, is this an airplane? But then the way it was going, I knew it wasn't an airplane. And then the closer I looked, the shape of it did not look like an airplane. It looked saucery, you know, as it was going, because it looked more flat. And I'm like, okay, because even with an airplane, you can see the shape of the airplane when it's up there in the wings. You know, you can tell it looks like a bird type of shape. But this was totally not like that. So oh, what, what time of day was it? Was it daylight? No, it was evening. But, you know, even with the airplane, you see the lights and you can kind of tell the, you know, with the airplanes, if it's a nighttime, you can still tell a plane a lot of the times in the sky. Right. Because those lights are flickering in different locations of the plane. Right. Like you still see that bird is still like that bird. And sometimes you just see like a, a glimpse of it. That's not light, but you see that it's a plane, even in the dark sometimes. But yeah, in this so, case, that was no way it, it had no shape like that. And it was too many light. It was too bright. At all. It, was, it was actually bright, very bright. So let me tell you a little bit about what my brain tells me it is. Not, okay, ne not, ne not necessarily in your case, but just in general, because I honestly think people do see stuff that's out there. Like I said, I saw something that, you know, they said was a weather balloon. Didn't really right. look like a craft, but it looked like a second moon. Right. right, right. Um, but I think we have an incredibly gifted military. 
And I think that whatever comes out today is usually so top secret classified that we don't hear about it for like another 10 or 15 years, right? Because I can remember even when the stealth bomber first came out, we didn't find out about it for quite a few years after. Do you think there's at least a chance that what we could be seeing is actually just really futuristic weapons that, that, that America has? Well, here's the thing. I thought about that because I'm like, all right, I don't know what it is. I, of course, to me, it's a UFO. It's an un- unidentified flying object. So it really is going to be that no matter what, because nobody's identified it to us. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought about that as well. I was like, you know, we don't know what the, the military is doing, what the government is doing. And then remember, there was that place out in Vegas um, uh, that they had where all these, these top secret things were happening. Uh, is, is that okay. is that area 51 yeah yeah, or, yeah or, so, you know. or what's the what's the one in there's roswell and then there's one in nevada area, like you're saying yeah there was like area 51 i thought it was area 51 or something like that that was this top secret real you know right. place that one could go to and a lot of ufo stuff apparently um they were seeing was happening so you you never know but i i didn't know obviously for sure it was a ufo because i didn't know what the heck it was now, was it something that we as a government uh, was testing out and, and, you know, late at night? Possibly, because we don't really know. It's not like you say, they don't tell us what they're doing. But uh, to a layman, if you don't know these things, you're going to assume you're looking at UFOs. And then after that, what made me think, too, remember we talked about uh, uh, in 1947 was when the first uh, UFO was sighted here in the U.S., but then in 1948 was when the United States started to go and um, uh, look into these so-called UFOs. So that was when they did their first investigation supposedly into the UFOs. And so at that point, um, that's when apparently the U.S., you know, and the Air Force and all these different um, uh, entities of our government started taking this a little bit serious and looking into these supposedly uh, UFOs. And they've been doing that ever since. You hear about like, and I think in the, the news lately, they started showing pilots and other uh, people that you normally won't look at and say, oh, this is a coop that saw that. But a lot of the pilots when they're flying, they've been seeing them. Are you talking about the Tic Tac that's been making the news lately where they show this thing going so fast that it can barely stay in the camera and stuff? Well, yeah, it was that one. And then there was a couple other because it was in yeah, because it was in the news where the news actually reported on different pilots that were flying and that had came forward and said that they were seeing these UFOs and the government had released information that that was true. You know, they have had those sightings from uh, different individuals that were in airplanes actually flying at the time. So apparently this is not new. Now, what it is, we don't know, because one of the guys, according to that, said, um, that he felt like he didn't know what it was. It was a UFO. But then he said, what you said, uh, is this something that our government is working on and we don't know about? Or even worse, is it something that in another country they're working on and we don't know about it flying over here? You know, so. it's funny. It's funny you say that because I used to read a lot of Jules Verne books, you know, uh-huh. like around the world in 80 days or 180 days and what have you. And what's interesting about uh, the Jules Verne books is he had this bad guy named Rober and Rober the Conqueror, right? Master of the world or whatever. 
And he basically was this guy that was not really under the charge of any government. And he basically started making flying machines and really fast vehicles back in the, and this is back in the late 1800s. And again, this is just a science fiction writer, but I agree with you. What if, what if these are Chinese or Russian or, you know, some other country that, you know, hasn't even made its bid to be a superpower yet. And they're developing, they're developing these things to become that next superpower that can be that can be kind of crazy. There's actually a piece of me that thinks that that makes more sense than some, uh, you know, something coming from thousands of light years away. And then when they're here, they do all these little aerial phenomena that we find, you know, incredibly cool. Right. And then, D, there's also that thought that if UFOs came from these far away planets and galaxies that are not even in our solar system. Uh-huh. There's a there's a game of thought out there that they would have to send robots because, you know, it's hard to live uh, that, you know, the, the length of time that it would take to travel those interstellar distances. But uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll see what Dee's thoughts are on space travel and if it's even possible for the aliens to get here. So we'll be right back. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear, and listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you tired of feeling disconnected and shut down? Since every choice has ripple effects, lasting happiness is a product of the choices we make each day. Tune in to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmsted introduced you to authors, musicians, artists, and innovators, all actively engaged in designing a world that works for everyone. Make sure you're along for the ride, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? 
It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. And we're back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. So, D, picture this. They sh- I, I know the I know the videos that you're talking about. There's the Tic Tac where they show it looks like it's right above the ocean and it's just cruising along and they're going like, woohoo, you know, and they're recording this. They being NASA or uh, the, the Air Force or whatever, excuse me. Then yeah. there's a, then there's another one where they show what looks like a bat wing or a crescent moon shaped thing. And they're talking about how it's going back and forth against the wind. And so there's a lot of these. uh, And then I saw another one where it looks like the high speed camera is having a hard time even keeping it in 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 its camera uh, view because it's going so fast. But those are little vehicles that are obviously smaller than the planet Earth. I don't think those little vehicles can travel from distant, faraway galaxies. And if they did, they would probably have to bring some sort of robot or something, because I can't imagine creatures living that long unless they had a way to get here quicker what are your thoughts on on that if you have any i mean well there's been like different articles about it you know i remember um there was one in the usa today some uh years back about a year or so uh, ago where they were talking about the actual uh do does other life form exist do aliens exist and when you look at it and as they took it into two different parameters one was uh, you know, are there aliens? Do aliens exist? And the second one was, is there other life forms that exist, which are actually two different things. Right. Related to the aliens, uh, most of the experts would say, no, they don't believe there are any aliens that exist. But as it relates to, are we the only life form? Uh, is there some other life form that exists? Many people don't believe that we are. And a lot of the experts also don't believe that we are. It hasn't been proven yet, but people believe that there can be other forms, other life forms uh, somewhere else, you know, in our wide global space here. Um, Do I believe that? I believe it's possible. You know, I I do believe that it's possible that there is some other uh, life form somewhere. See, I kind of agree with you there. I think if you go to one of our distant moons of Jupiter, right, they might have water in there. And then whenever there's water, there's at least a chance there's some sort of form of microscopic life or what have you. Exactly. But, but, But I have a hard time believing that there's this alien that looks like a praying mantis in his little UFO as he travels over. Yeah, that picture, I don't think is, yeah, I don't think that's accurate. I I think that's just something we've made up, uh, you know, in our minds and and, and keep going with it. But like you said, I mean, they're trying, they were trying to see uh, on Mars and different places, what forms of things were there in order for people, you know, could life survive there and live there and in so many other places. So it is possible because we haven't explored every nook and cranny you know, of our world, of our universe. And so there's a possibility that there is a life form somewhere else. You know, we, I, can't, I can't say no to that. Uh, I would just hope that there's some kind creatures up there if they are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I think I think it maybe was kinder than us, maybe. <laughs> I think it was Stephen Hawking that brought up that point that every time humans traveled somewhere, they brought their religion and they brought their wars and their and, and negative stuff. And, right, right. And, if, and if aliens did that to us, I think we would be in a heap full of, of trouble. 
Exactly. Um, let me ask you the opposite question. Do you think, do you see a future where humans are the aliens making contact and settlements on other worlds? Like with this thing in Mars, right? They're trying to find out if they can terraform pieces of Mars to make it habitable. Again, do you, do you see a future where, you know, maybe we will be on the moon or other planets in the form of permanent settlements and even living out there at one point? Yeah, I mean, because, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Is that the, I don't know if that's a Tesla guy or one of them, uh, uh, whoever's heading that, spearheading that, but um, yeah, yeah, that trying to uh, uh, make it where that where we can go and 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 leave here and go inhabit uh, Mars as as a new home. Which I, you know, yeah, that's us going and in invading some other places, and who knows how that's going to turn out. I don't know if um, um, I don't know if I would want to be one of those first groups of people getting on that flight to Mars and uh, going there to live that that's really it's it's interesting i mean it's an interesting story and to see how it turns out but i just don't know um if that's what we should be doing i, I don't i can't say that's what we should be doing i think if humans moved out there unless they were seeded and born there you know from 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 the start i think they would all go through major depression because what it takes six or seven years to fly out there or six months or something crazy it's and a then- long fly right and then you get there and you have to actually build uh you got to build a world because it's right. not going to be what we are accustomed to so you've got to go and build a world not build like you know a little something but how do you build what we have here there without doing it you know look how long this that we've been here um you know as a country be look at bc and how we we developed here so i don't know how um i don't know what that looks like i don't even know if i think that's something we should be doing because i think sometimes we overstep um, as humans, when it becomes, uh, when it comes to uh, nature and, and certain things, you know, I just feel that, you know, nature has given us some of the things we need to survive, whether it's food, fruits, you know, all the things we need. And I don't know if it's meant for us to be going uh, to Mars or uh, Venus and uh, inhabiting the space there and making it ours, because this is what we were granted. So. I don't know. Well, you know, one thing, if in the next 20, 30, 50 years, they do end up having a couple hundred people living out there, you know, there's eventually going to be that doomsday situation where something goes wrong and, you know, they lose half of the population or maybe all of the population of Mars, you know, because right. uh, because you're just too far out there to give people adequate help. Because even here, if somebody gets lost in the forest, we, we can't even find them for a week and a half and they end up dying and we find their remains. So if somebody's having major worldwide problems in Mars, they're they're probably toast. I can't imagine us being able to do much about it, even in the future. Um, so let me go back to your story, right? You're, it was back in probably the early 2000s. You look up, there's a UFO. I watch a lot of these shows where people say they want to go out and find a Bigfoot. But D, I got to be honest, if you wanted to find a Bigfoot, you would until you actually saw one. And then you'd, you'd probably die of fear, right? Because it's so scary and freaky to actually exactly. find that. So let's say you had a UFO encounter right now before you've ever had one. Do you think you would be the type that could handle it? Or do you know in your soul that you, it would ruin you for the rest of your life if you actually had a contact? 
You know, I was thinking about that. And, you know, there's been like all kinds of strange stories of people claiming that UFOs landed, took them and brought them back. I don't know. And, and you know, so but I if, if something had landed and, you know, you see the little Martian men coming out, I'd be traumatized. For I life. think I, I think I would, too. And yeah, you hear you hear you hear. Life you hear stories of people that actually are seeing them and they freeze up and they're paralyzed and can't move. That mm-hmm. would be another traumatic thing you'd be dealing with, you know, forever. Yeah. Um, here's another thing though. I had an uncle who's no longer with us, but he, when he was on this earth, he suffered with hallucinations cause you know, he had schizophrenia and you know, he would, he would really have some real far out conversations with himself in the next room and you could hear him talking and right. And so the human mind is very powerful. And especially uh, if, especially if, you know, you're dealing with hallucinations and stuff, right. You know, whenever I hear stories of people, like you were saying that have claimed to be abducted, there's always a piece of me that's thinking, yeah, right. You know, but the sad thing is what if somebody really has been, it would be impossible for them to, to, I don't know, get us to believe them. Yeah. Because, I mean, because even like the experts don't believe that, uh, they don't believe in extraterrestrials. They don't think that aliens are coming down here. They don't think there's alien spaceships landing. That's just not something our government will, you know, attest to. So those stories are a little bit more difficult, you know, versus the ones where people are seeing things flying around. You know, people are more apt to believe you saw something flying in the sky versus something landed took you on a little joy ride back to their place, put a little chip in your head and brought you back and dropped you off on earth. I don't, I, you know, that's, people aren't buying that one. <laughs> well, you know, you know, what's interesting. World War One, I, I believe, is the first war where they started, you know, having some aerial bombs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it started to be like a war with machines and guns. Whereas right. I, think, I think previous right. Previous wars were a little bit more horse, you know, maybe on horseback, although I think there were still horses in World War One and two. But I guess the point I'm making is that uh, uh, we've been flying for, you know, what, a hundred some odd years now since the Wright brothers. It just it just seems to me like through technology getting better and better. And the fact that technology tends to get better because of military needs and wars and stuff. I just wouldn't be surprised if everything we're seeing is actually from the u.s military because we have installations all around the world places places like mexico and russia they actually tell their people yes ufos exist we see them all the time yeah you're seeing american (laughs) american stuff because america is on the other end where our government kind of says no they don't really exist or at least we can't prove they exist and i just think that would be a great way to kind of let russia and china know don't mess with us. We've got these UFOs over here. I mean, I hope so. It's ours and not theirs over here that we don't know what it is. So uh, right. you know, that's been the other story. It's either they're saying it's our, um, some, you know, the, the United States government doing some things and don't want to tell us or, you know, one of our, you know, uh, somebody like China or, you know, uh, Russia, and they've got things flying around that we don't know about or, or what's Trump's friend's name over in um, uh, <laughs> the little short guy? <laughs> oh, uh, Kim Jong Un or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah Rocket Man. Rocket Man. But, yes. What about yeah? Rocket Man might have really you know, been a little bit more successful with his stuff flying around there. So no, so we don't know where it's from. 
Um, I mean, I would want it to be ours uh, if it is flying around, hopefully. But but we don't, like I said, we just don't know uh, where these things are coming from. But it's a, it's a conversation that has escalated to uh, all of the, like, you know, the Senate talking about it. Uh, you hear, you know, NASA really starting to look into it. So at least the conversations are not thrown under the rug like they used to just say everybody's crazy. Now they don't just say you're crazy because you saw a UFO. Then there are at least people like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, yeah, you probably did. I got to be honest because I see this all as very entertaining yeah, one yeah. of the thing, one of the thing that really catches my attention on, you know, those ancient aliens or UFO type shows uh-huh. is they'll, they'll have a pilot of such and such airlines. Right. And then they'll say, I've never seen this in my 30 years of flying. These are from not of this world. And all of a sudden I'm tattooed to the TV screen exactly. watching this. Exactly. You know? That's when I was paying attention when, like the pilots were flying and they were seeing stuff. I'm like, okay, I don't know. If this guy sees it, it's real. <laughs> okay, so we both agree that there's a chance there's life out there. If there are aliens, you and I both agree we really don't want to meet them. No, right? I, I, I wish them well. I wish them well, but I, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to have coffee. Yeah. No, I totally agree, coffee. and and I would. I would. We don't have to go to happy hour. None of that. Right. I would be happy knowing the rest of my life that they don't even exist. Right. Because so there is something to that. But here's the here's the interesting thing. People use this as an excuse. They say if the government knew aliens existed, they wouldn't tell us because we can't handle it. But that doesn't really make sense because they allow us to watch UFO shows on TV every single day. Like if they really didn't think we could handle it, would they bombard us with, you know, letting us watch UFO shows or wouldn't they as a government kind of outlaw ufo television yeah i can't imagine them not telling us something like that based on preparation you want people to be prepared uh that's like not telling us that we're going to go to war with somebody just you know you guys are just find out when it happens no i can't see that uh because that would be a high threat to you know our country to the world matter of fact so no, I can't see them not telling us that, you know, how, how telling us about it and how it's going to be dealt with and how we deal with it. Okay. So D when I'm watching these UFO shows and I'm sure you even occasionally over the last five or six years have tuned into at least one or two of these funny, weird UFO shows. Yeah, they like also I used to watch the Jetsons. Well, that doesn't the count. George That's Jetsons. a cartoon. <laughs> His boy, Elroy, yeah, daughter, Judy. I, I love the Jetsons. Okay. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Do you agree with this statement that if people are interested from an entertainment standpoint in the UFOs, they're probably also interested in the Bigfoots and maybe even ghosts? Because they're all on these certain channels on, on TV. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Most people, once you start going down that 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 rabbit hole, then you kind of go into some of the other ones and say, "Oh, I believe you know, actually, you've got the ghost thing." Then and, and so you kind of sometimes all of it wraps together. Yes. Okay, so here's my next question for you. You and I are both very honest about the UFO thing. We think there might yeah. be some microbes or small animals on other right, right. planets out there, right? But we don't necessarily think they're jumping in an airplane and coming over here. No. But no, is, there, is there a piece of you that believes in stuff like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, ghosts, Dracula? In other words, in your life, if not now, was there ever a time when you did think of one of these 
supposed legendary creatures or, or entities? I don't think I ever believed in any of those gigantic like Bigfoots or anything like that. Um, as far as ghosts, I can't say completely that I don't believe in them because I think that's related to people's spirits, you know? And so how do I know um, that, you know, that person leaves and their spirits aren't really here in some way uh, or for some length of time. So I, I don't, I can't say a firm no that I don't necessarily believe that ghosts, you know, possibly exist. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say a hard no on that one. Did you believe in the boogeyman when you were a little girl, though? And were you afraid of the dark? Scared, yeah. Did I you have a nightlight? I always thought something was coming to get me. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. I have that same feeling. And even though I uh, am not afraid of swimming, sometimes even when I'm in the pool, I think, God, I think is there a shark? Is- I, yeah, I think, is there a shark underneath me? Even though I oh, saw the pool, there's Jaws. nothing. The, uh, Jaws, yeah. yeah, Jaws ruined the, it just totally took my water level. Well, I love the water still, but... I was fearful of going to oceans and lakes and getting into the water because of Jaws. I always, I would hear that music. Every time I'd go walk towards the beach, I'm walking, and then I'm like, oh, I know. I love that. I love that music. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career, as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. And we're back. So yeah, like I was saying earlier, like if I was in, I don't know, where is it? Scotland or wherever Loch Ness is. And I saw from, you know, maybe I was up in a tree and I saw this giant looking Loch Ness monster. 
I don't know what I would do. I think I would never want to go in the water again. And then every now and then when I'm on the bathroom, D, <laughs> when I'm on the bathroom, I'll think, is a snake going to come up and bite me? Now, is that even possible? Aren't there some places in like New York and Chicago where snakes have come up or rats have come up through the toilet and bitten people on the butt cheeks? Has that ever happened, D? Do you know? Not that I know of, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not not. aware of that one. But that would ruin me forever. It really would. And, and I got to be honest with you. When I see these Bigfoot stories, I think to myself, they don't want to find Bigfoot because if they ever found Bigfoot, they would probably lose the ability to speak. They would probably lose the, the ability to keep their faculties. You would be ruined for life. Maybe that's why there's some people that, you know, they go away and then the next time you see them, they are in a vegetative state. We always assume they had a car accident or a stroke or something. Maybe they just saw Bigfoot or an alien. What are, <laughs> now, now, now you're, 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 t you're technically looking up something for the show right now. What are you, what are you looking up as we speak? Well, I was looking up uh, about uh, mythical, mythical creatures in Chicago, and there's one um, called the Lake Michigan Sea Serpent. So apparently there was this myth um, where people, boaters and, and things would go out, out and there'd be this mythical uh, sea serpent, large sea serpent that would come up and uh, people were trying to capture. So that was the, uh, one of the mythical uh, creatures. Does Lake Michigan jut into Illinois, I take it? Yes, uh, Lake Michigan is in. Uh, now, I think I think down. I think I heard somewhere that Lake Michigan is one of these lakes that's so big it might as well be like an ocean, right? Isn't it just really exactly. huge? It's huge, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And then I think that there's certain places in it that get pretty clear at certain times of the year, or something happened where they were able to recently see like an old pirate ship that was sunk there. I I heard a couple months back. Yes, and they and, and they do have their little tales and stories of ships that become ghost ships. Now, that's right. kind of interesting because we were talking a little bit about ghosts earlier. Mm -hmm. I do believe in ghost ships that, you know, a place like maybe uh, they they take this old ancient boat up into the Arctic and it freezes over. All mm -hmm. the men die. And then maybe, you know, 150 years later, the ice melts and all of a sudden that boat is going in, <laughs> into the ocean nowadays. I could see how that could happen. I could see how that could happen. Let me tell you one thing I don't understand, though. When I watch these shows of ghost hunters, right, these they're usually young men and women. They go into a house and they set up a bunch of equipment, right? right they yeah. don't hear they don't hear a darn thing. But then when they get home and play with their computer equipment, they hear all these voices. I don't even I don't even think those things should count, because if you were in a ghost situation and you didn't hear anything, as far as you're concerned, the ghost doesn't exist. The right. next the next complaint I have about their shows is they usually show these like it looks like lights on the walls and they'll show doors upstairs that open or close for no reason at all. Well, you're from Chicago. I'm in a house that we've owned since the 1960s. Uh -huh. when, you, when you open a front door at my house, the back door sh slams shut. And it's when you, and when, yes. And, and when, and when, a, and when a car drives, even though it's not on your street, some way, somehow that car headlamp will get in your house and move on your wall. I just see it happen all the time. And even like, give you another example, I'll be walking downstairs 
And whenever you walk downstairs, it makes a little creeping noise upstairs. I don't consider it a ghost that just times me and makes a sound every time and I go he's downstairs. Like, oh, Jesse, we're going downstairs now. Come on. That, that's what I'm saying. It's just <laughs> it's just some people's houses are old and they creak. They've always been old houses make right. noises. Or and the winds, because like that happens even in, the, in my place now. I'll go, it's that I'll walk suction out, thing. And then my door just closes and I'm like, there's nobody here but maybe I opened up the, you know, the front door or, you know, some, it's usually wind related. It's some you, type of breeze or the air conditioner will come on. It's something that makes it. Yes. Happen. You agree with me then that old, that sometimes homes make noises or there's a, there's some sort of suction is what you and I are saying. You yeah, open up it, the front door, it'll close your back door. There's a reason behind it. That does not mean that there's some ghost running around, you know, hanging out with you. And see, the ghost thing goes back to the same thing as Bigfoot. If you went in and saw some sort of demonic, scary-ass ghost, yeah. you, you would never want to go there again. No, I mean, that's I, why I don't want to know. I don't want to see you, you know, just mind your own business. Mind your business if you're around. You know, just don't, let's, don't tap me. Let's not have a conversation, no. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you a really, let me ask you a crazy question, because I love my grandma, and she's 96, right? Right. And, oh. when you, and when you think of a 96-year-old, you think, okay, well, maybe she can live to be 120, but the odds are any day could be her last, right? Because she's in her late 90s. Oh. And I told my grandma, D, I said, Grandma, I love you so much. When I go in the, in, in the bathroom, could you maybe just flicker the lights on and off for me so I'll know that it's you, right? I said, basically, I said, will you, I said, will you please haunt me? I go, but if I, but if I get scared and ask you to stop, will you please you stop? stop? And my grandma, because she loves me so much, she promised to haunt me for the rest of my life. Isn't that beautiful? That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. She's adorable. Oh, so here, so here, so here's an interesting thing. Let's say you did see a ghost of a, you know, your great grandfather somebody that's no longer on the planet, right? But you actually saw the facial features. Maybe yeah. he even said D, you know, hi or something, right? And let's say it scared you. Let's say it was uncomfortable. You wish it wouldn't have happened. Do you agree, though, that it kind of proves that after we die, we don't necessarily end forever. We, we could go on to some, as a Christian, I believe in eternal life. So I believe we go on. Yeah. In, yeah, a yeah. In, a in a weird way, a ghost kind of proves that life doesn't necessarily end when, you know, we take our last breath. Does right, that sound crazy? Well, it's, right. And back to what we were saying earlier, it's like the spirit of that person sometimes remains. And, you know, because I think who you are, what you've done, that's a part of that spirit of, of you. And I believe that sometimes that that remains present with your loved ones. It, and I want to believe that's the, the case even, you know, because it makes you still feel closer to those that you lost that you love. Okay, so we all have exes, right? I'm I'm divorced. I believe oh, you're God. I believe you're divorced too, right, D? Yes. Okay. So if you passed on and you could haunt anybody just for a day, because you and I are nice people, we wouldn't want to ruin them for life, right? But who is is there is there a boy or girl in the world today that you would maybe want to have fun with and haunt for let's just say twenty minutes. Let's say you could have twenty minutes to freak them out. Is there anyone in the planet that you'd you'd go for it? That I just uh, haunt. Um, gosh. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there is. I'd have to think about it more, but I'm quite sure I, I could find somebody to terrorize for about 10 to 20 minutes. Okay. And then let's talk about our imaginations. 
I like scary movies, but I believe you told me once upon a time that you don't really care for scary movies. But have you ever seen a scary movie? I have, which is why I don't like them. But I, I mean, the, let me tell you what stopped me from scary movies. I, when I was a young girl, they had this movie called The Exorcist. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she ruined it for life. Because when I saw that movie, I was so afraid. I never wanted to see a, a scary movie. I'd sleep with my brothers. I was, just, I was terrified. So, yeah, I never wanted to see uh, a movie like after The Exorcist, I was done. Uh, yeah, I consider religious horror movies really freaky because they're kind of like sci-fi from the standpoint yeah, of they, they, like, could, they could be real. <laughs> no, that, you, <laughs> you know, right, you know what, and I should say there is a difference. Those are the type, I don't like demonistic movies like that. Now, I did see another movie called The Bad Seed, which was weird because they did a remake of it. It's this movie called The Bad Seed. And I remember my mom had me watching it. And it was like a movie from the 40s where this little girl was just a terror. But then they had a remake of it that they did on Lifetime that Rob Lowe appeared in. And he was the little girl's dad. And this little girl, she was just like, she was killing everybody in, in the movie. But she was so, hi, daddy, how are you? such a sweet little girl. So... Um, so I guess it depends on the type of scary movies. I don't really like the Halloween type of movies, you know, where, they, you know, I don't like those. What about a movie that's scary for real life reasons? Let me give you an example. Did you ever see Cape Fear with De Niro? Mm -hmm. Cape, Cape Fear is a movie where a guy gets out of prison and he went to prison because he felt like his lawyer didn't really give the best defense for him. And, pr oh. and prison hardens him. He ends up getting all these biblical tattoos on his body. And when he comes out, he just starts terrorizing the lawyer for like the rest of his days. Right. And the reason that's scary is because you and I have met or at least seen in our lives some bad MFers that if they did want to freak us out, they yeah. could, right? I mean, oh my God, there are some scary human beings out there, but Cape Fear is not a scary movie from a standpoint of, you know, they're trying to scare you. It's mm -hmm. just, that would be scary if you had a guy that you sent to prison and all of a sudden he's out and he's ready to get back at you, get revenge, right? That would, that, that to me is a scary thing. Do you agree those type of stories are real life scary yeah that's 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 different i probably some things like that i could watch i just don't like the the satan or dem, you know demon type of movie so so and but i'm not a big fan of like the the halloween movies either because i still think that's more satanic type of stuff no when michael myers gets up like this and he's got that white mat that is scary you know what you know what kills me about scary movies because even to this day even though you know the you know those boogeymen don't exist or what have you what scares me is that you got to go upstairs or downstairs to the bathroom by yourself. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like when you do that. And there's Chucky. Right. And it's like, I, I hate, I hate that because every room's dark and all of a sudden I'm turning on every light switch. That's the key, right? You got to turn on every light switch in the house because yeah. the dark areas are scary. Right. It's like yeah. there's Chucky around the corner. No, I can't do those type of movies. Those movies are horrible. 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 No, no, I totally agree. I think it's horrible to go to sleep on something like that. I can't even you, you can't. I don't like to go to sleep on 
negative movies. I mean, I need a good movie to go to sleep to. No, you're definitely right. And I think when you do watch scary movies, it, it usually is better to watch it, you know, with a friend or, or, or family yeah. members, right? So you know you're not alone in the house exactly. or whatever. You're like, <laughs> so, um, so do, do you think there could be something like Bigfoot? The, th- the problem I have with Bigfoot, D, is that if there was one, you figure there'd be hundreds. And if there's hundreds, exactly. you figure there'd be thousands and we'd be seeing them all the time. You see them all the time. I, I just can't imagine that that's, I, don't, I think that's a myth, uh, definitely a myth. I, I don't believe that there really is, you know, some huge, uh, um, um, you know, Bigfoot like that. Now, I, you know, I'm not beyond us finding creatures maybe that were from long ago that we didn't know still existed that are somewhere deep off somewhere that we don't know about. That's a possibility. And that you know. does happen with cryptozoology. They'll find a, a, a monkey type of species that lives yeah. in, in the mountainous areas that nobody right. knew existed. Yeah. So, I, so I agree with you there. And then also on a small level, we find new insects all the time. All the time. So that's a possibility that it's somewhere we don't know. And then all of a sudden it appears and there's this new form, you know, of, of, of a uh, whether it's an insect or animal, mammal or whatever. So that I believe, but I do not believe there is a, you know, an enormous Bigfoot running around and not everybody, you know, we haven't caught him or seen him yet. You know, only a few people get to see him. No. Now, let me ask you a question based on what you just said. Let's say you went out tomorrow to someplace <laughs> in Oregon or Washington and you saw one. Give me your best argument for why they do exist. If you just saw one, like what would what would your arguments be that would try to make you believable to the public? Because I notice on TV they always say, "I never believed in this before." And because I'm going to be live streaming it right to you guys, me and Bigfoot, we're going to do a selfie. Look, me and Bigfoot, click. (laughs) So you know who Shaquille O'Neal is, obviously, right, Shaq? Everybody. I, I think I think if you had Shaq actually dress up in the big foot type of costume, oh I God. believe he could fool people simply yeah. because, let's be honest, he's seven foot tall. Yes. So if you gave him the big furry Bigfoot outfit, he would fool you. He other, would. other than that, I notice every time they show Bigfoot on TV, it's this grainy, non-high definition thing from you know, it looks like a mile and a half away. How come with our great high definition cameras, we never get any good footage? I hate that. Right, because then we'll see how fake his costume is. <laughs> you'll, see the, you'll see the zipper, right? They don't want you to see the exactly. zipper, so they have to blur it out. Get him from the right angles to make him look huge. So you got to get him from way back so that you see this thing coming to you that's little, but you're supposed to assume it's going to get bigger and bigger as it gets closer to you. Oh, you just brought up an interesting point. Have, have, have you ever noticed when you're driving at night and oncoming traffic's coming, sometimes you have to be a little bit more careful because you can't really tell how far they are like you can during the daytime, right? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. the, same, the same thing happens with nighttime UFOs. You can't tell if that ship or that light is the size of a building or if it's the no, size of a sports so car. Far away. Right. You can't tell. I just when I was seeing looking in the sky, you know, how I didn't know exactly what that distance was between me and that object, but I know it was far it was far away. Right. Now when you say it was doing unique things, 
when I think of a plane now that's going through the air, it's 90% of the time, it's just going in a straight line across this the sky. Wasn't. This was going like up and down quick up. I mean, far enough. To, and you saw the light trailing as it was going up and down and it was going really super fast, like sh 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 very fast, up and down, up and down. And you're like, what the heck? And then I thought I was imagining. I told you, I came back again and looked and it was doing it again. And I'm like, this is very weird. And I, what made me know I wasn't the only one was when I went and did some research and I, you know, cause I was trying to find out did anything happen as, as far as astronomy today in the world. And then when I did that, I was seeing other people were having the same comments that they saw something doing the same thing. So it wasn't just me that night. In closing, are you, are you happy that you experienced it? And was it beautiful at all? I know it was just a white light, but you don't get to see those things all the time. Are you happy you experienced it? I mean, I, I, you know, I would have to say almost most experiences, most experiences in life for me, I'm happy to experience them because you get something from those experiences. Um, I don't know if it was like, you know, one of those, ah, you know, moments because it, you know, it didn't, um, nothing landed other than the light. It was like, it was interesting and, and nice to see, but I, you know, nothing um, major came from that. I'm just probably one of the millions of other people that have had some sightings. Yeah, but yours is real, D. The others are all fake and made up. Hey, yeah. I want I want to thank I want to thank you for coming on Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you think in the future we could maybe have you come on again and tell another story in the future? Of course, of course. Oh, I, I love this show. I listen all the time, so I'm, I'm more than happy to come back. We'll have to find another show for me to come hang out on. Well, I want everyone at home that's listening to tune in again next week. And thank you all for listening uh, to Jesse Jameson and Friends. You guys have a great day. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Jesse Jameson and Friends. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great story. Jesse Jameson and Friends is heard every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Jesse Jameson and Friends is a proud presentation of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. All rights reserved.